Welcome back to another Super Tuesday Super Girl recap. We are back for a very short while because I think this and the next episode are the final episodes of the season. Thanks to Rona May, uh, everything has changed. Um, I am Shanna. I am here with the doctor. Hey. Um, and we are here to discuss uh, season five, episode seventeen, Deus Lex Machina. Uh, what did you think of this week's episode and the return back after the hiatus? I liked it. I liked it too. But, and this is just coming from somebody who watches a lot of TV <laughs> and understands how TV works and. All that kind of stuff. I could definitely see where they were like cutting and pasting and chopping and, you know, trying to like move things along so that they could get to the end. Um, which I think is unfortunate because this episode was also the first episode directed by Melissa Benoist. This is her first mm-hmm. episode that she's directed and I don't know how much had to be changed or adjusted to kind of wrap up the story. Mm. So I kind of feel to bad for that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to track. Yeah, like um, this was supposed, there's supposed to be 22 episodes. And I think on IMDb, they still have like 22 slots. But mm-hmm. like on next episode, it just has next episode. Next week being the final episode, and that's it. It doesn't yeah. have any dates or anything listed beyond next week. So, and it makes total sense to me on top of all of the quarantine stuff. Um, I can imagine that they were being extra precautious because Melissa announced her pregnancy right before all yeah. of this hit. And you definitely don't want your star, who has to be in almost every single scene, um, to be pregnant and be in jeopardy in any way, so right. I totally That's what get it. She's been through. Shoot, we're yeah. not doing this today. Exactly. So I totally get it, but I think it's unfortunate that the first episode that she had a chance to direct, I can only imagine, probably had to do some heavy, heavy editing on it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, they take us back from the end of crisis to where we are currently, but from Lex's perspective. Um, (laughs) and you know, Lex woke up, (laughs) he woke up post crisis, uh, realized that, you know, he was the good guy in this world and just, you know, started planning and plotting to stay on top and to keep his status. Um, so everything that we've seen has been um, manipulated by Lex in the background since crisis ended. Also, including I, the death of Jeremiah, including the death of Jeremiah, which I thought was just a mwah, chef's kiss, like mwah, perfect. <laughs> but then also the thing, um, that I found really interesting is the conversations that he had with Mama Luther. Yeah, she's trying to get him to stay on target and he just keeps getting, and she points out that they are your weakness. Your obsession with them 
is going to be your downfall again if you don't, you know, keep your eye on the real prize. That's what I thought was so interesting because I feel like the Mama Luther that we met way back, what was that, season two of Supergirl, Mm -hmm. was very similar to Lex. But she was more anti-alien because of what had happened to Lex. Right. Whereas, like, Lex really has this deep, deep deep-seated hatred for aliens. And I like how she put it. It's like, it's also like an inferiority complex. It's like, because he can't have their power. Because he's so smart. uh, He can make anything he wants happen. But he'll never be them. He'll never have the power that they have. And so really what it comes from is like, the hatred comes from inferiority. And she's like, dude, like, let it go. <laughs> like, wow. you you can create Lexo suits. You can, you know, do all of these amazing things. Not having their power is not, doesn't mean that you're not amazing. It's like, right. almost like you want to give him a hug. Like, do you need a hug, bro? Is that mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> um, so I just... And honestly, everyone, it seems like everyone's short-sighted is going to be there and doing, because I was mad at the end of that episode. I'm like, Kara... After Lena tried to take Myriad the first time that you know of in your world, why the hell did you not reinstitute the anti-Luther protocol? Mm-hmm. Well, not only... Lena should, Lena should never have been able to stroll her ass in there again. That. Uh, also, why not have a conversation? Like, the thing was, she anticipated this when they were like, we should um, use Myriad. She said, like, the first thing she said was, Lena's going to be upset if we do that. So why wouldn't you head Lena off at the pass and let her know what you're about to do and why? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like the lack of <laughs> foresight. And, and the thing about it is Lex, despite his shortcomings around his obsession with the um, Kryptonians... Mm-hmm. The way he is able to predict how every single person is going to react and think 10 steps ahead of them, it really comes down to the fact that they are so basic. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah. if I do this, they're going to do this. And then their response is going to be that. And then, OK, that'll put them right where I need them to be. <laughs> <laughs> and every single time I'm like, why are y'all letting and, and it's because they're basic. <laughs> they're just so amazing and so frustrating. Um yeah, I right now for real, I think the only person I respect is Mama Luther. Cause she, while she might not be as smart as Lex in terms of like manipulating people, mm-hmm. she she's able to pinpoint people's weaknesses and know mm-hmm. what is going to be the thing to make them fall yeah. apart. Like she, she does it in a really rude and mean way with Lena. <laughs> Whereas with Lex, because she actually likes Lex, <laughs> she, she does it in a way to, you know, try and help him be better, but you know, he just won't let himself be helped. So there's nothing you can do about that. Um, go on. Mm. I was trying to no, think, go ahead. 
think of like, like, because I don't want to go through it scene by scene. So I was trying to think of like, so I did appreciate the return of again. But her coming back along with John walking around with his Martian Manhunter suit without his Martian Manhunter face <laughs> does not work for me. It does not work for me. They look ridiculous. So I was just happy to see McGann because um, I watch a couple other shows that she has guest starred on, that actress Sharon Leal. And every mm-hmm. single guest starring role she's had in the past couple years has been her playing a deadbeat mom on a TV show. <laughs> Jesus. So I was like, look at her being useful and helpful <laughs> and not horrible. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yay, good to see you not be like seriously, she was on um what's that show? The Good Doctor, playing mm-hmm. one of the doctors, like deadbeat alcoholic mom. And then I oh, just saw her on, yeah, and I just saw her on Council of Dads where she is the mom of the oldest daughter and the the whole storyline there is that um, she was raised by her dad until he married her stepmom because her mom just gave her to him, like, was like, I don't want to be a mom. (laughs) And just gave her up. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, uh, so you just are being a little typecast. I don't know if you want to maybe talk to your agent about these roles you're going out for. <laughs> so I was just happy to see her. It might be a conversation that needs to be had. I'm just saying. Now look, I, that is not how I want to be typecast in Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, the CGI, that was, you know, they do what they it can. Was a thing that happened. <laughs> it was a thing that happened. Yeah. I like, I really like the Sun Eater. I like the whole, all the CGI of the Sun Eater, I thought was really, really cool. Um, it yeah. was just like those scenes where they had to actually talk to each other <laughs> in space. Mm-hmm. A little janky. <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And also, the Sun Eater reminded me of, um, what is that? Is it the Sarlacc? What is the name of the the alien that they fight in the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, God, I don't know. The Sarlacc is Return of the Jedi. Okay. I was like, I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, it looked like that. Um, or, yeah, the same thing in uh, in Star Wars. The when they <laughs> the the one that they fight in uh, Force Awakens when they um, when they're on the Millennium Falcon that was yeah. yeah so I th- I thought that was like really well done CGI especially for a TV show um, this this the Leviathan folks so I finally did some research on that. And the whole like Ramakan and Gamanay and all that. Uh, it felt very. It felt. It feels very. I know that the DC universe predates um, American Gods, but it feels very American Godish to me. Yeah, and the thing is, so I looked up like these are all characters like from the comics who are you know basically like either prehistoric superpowered beings or aliens that like came to earth and kind of were worshipped as gods mm-hmm. kind of storyline. Um again, I mean nobody could have predicted the 
quarantine and all this other stuff. I do, but now looking back on it, I wish they had gotten into that a little bit sooner. Because mm-hmm. now it feels like they're trying to give us all this backstory, or they're just gonna like yada 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 over it. Yeah. Um, cause I think reading like the character descriptions on, uh, Wikipedia and stuff, I was like, oh, these are kind of interesting characters. And like, you know, these are villains that have fought like the justice league and stuff like they're like, they're kind of like top tier villains that are usually fought by like a team. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it would have been cool if they would have kind of got the reveal of like how powerful they are and all that kind of stuff a little bit earlier. Um, cause we could have really delved into that. And you know me, I also kind of like when villains aren't one and done. Yeah. Like when they're so powerful, you kind of like defeat them for like a little bit of time, but they might come back. Um, and I feel like these could have been that kind of villain. And it feels like that we spent too much time on like Andrea and... Mainly Andrea. I just don't yeah, really but, don't yeah, care for her. so inconsequential right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave that girl all I hate. I was like, yeah, just Andrea. She's the one that we could have done with less of. <laughs> She's the one weak link in this season. Yeah. Um, But also because I think... Yeah, I think if we would have gotten into it sooner... It would have actually been interesting to see Supergirl actually try for real to work with Lex Mm -hmm. and then find out that he's been manipulating both sides. Mm. Because, like, she's been so suspicious of him this whole time. She hasn't even really tried to work with him. And that would have been interesting to see Supergirl trying to work with Lex. Like, oh, we have a bigger enemy that we have to work together to, to fight. So. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, just in different directions. Um, Lena, I don't know. I want her to do better too. I feel like <laughs> I feel the same way about her that I do about Kara. I'm just like I just. But it's one of those things where what I was afraid was going to happen was going to happen. I wanted more of um, John Cryer's Lex. Mm-hmm. But I was also afraid that that would overshadow Lena. Lena, and she does. They do. The show seems to have her in kind of a holding pattern. Yeah, because it's it's frustrating that as smart as Lena is, that she continues to be manipulated by him, and it's also frustrating that the main way he manipulates her is driving a wedge between her and Kara. It's like I want you to. I want you to see past that (laughs) like just be better Lena be best Uh, (laughs) I do like how they rewrote Miss Tessmacher to be a little more better than she was in the 1970s Superman saga okay because they had her as a complete airhead and here she was just she's smart she's naive but she's still smart if that makes sense so I love for first of all I love that they are giving Tess Eve all these fight scenes because she was pregnant the first half of the season. <laughs> and so they had all those scenes where she was, you know, they were just shooting her from like the chest up and and you know doing all those camera tricks, which is also um 
you're not watching The Flash, but Daniel Panabaker was pregnant as well. And the last episode, they had a whole thing where her frost powers were acting up. So like Cisco and them walked in and she's like laid out on the couch. And I was like, just give the girl the time off. <laughs> Y'all are doing everything to keep shooting with her. <laughs> now you just got her laying in a bed. Okay. Um, That's about as bad as when during a scandal when uh, Carrie Washington was pregnant, they were hiding her behind a big ass coats and purses and lamps in the awkward places. Do you remember when Felicia Rashad was pregnant on yes. Cosby show? They did all of the tricks. Apparently they did like scenes where she was laying in bed and they cut the bottom out of the bed so that mm-hmm. you couldn't tell her stomach was <laughs> just all types of tricks. I was just like, just let the girl go home. <laughs> just give her a break. Oh, yeah. You know, Cosby couldn't have that. Yeah. Um, he probably wasn't happy she was pregnant, shit. Oh, well. That's, that's now getting into a whole different era. <laughs> Arena <laughs> of questioning. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I love that they had her just coming back fighting. I love that she... Because in this reality... <laughs> You know, like all of that stuff hadn't really happened and she, but still ended up in their orbit. And Mm -hmm. then when like Lex realized that he could use her, how he pulled her in and, and it made sense because even though she is naive in this world, Lex is good. And in this world, she had been being manipulated by Leviathan. So when he Mm -hmm. comes in and he's like, oh, I'm going to help you and I'm going to have these guards for your family because Leviathan's been, you know, threatening your family and all this other stuff. It makes absolute sense the way she, like, falls in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I just felt so bad for her, though, when he, like, turned on her. I was like, oh, Eve, <laughs> poor Basically darling. Basically talked to her a dumb bitch. <laughs> He's like, oh, you were easy to manipulate. <laughs> And oh, yeah. That guy didn't kill your father. It was you killed Supergirl's father. Congrats. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that what he's really good at with Eve is the way he manipulates her is by letting her in. So from her perspective, she's like, oh, she's in on the secret. She's his right hand. And so then she feels like, she's been given status and position and then he flips it on her like oh no like I don't really need anyone (laughs) like you Mm -hmm. suck I'm better than you (laughs) so it'll be interesting to to see because we have seen from Eve how smart she is I would love for her to like really really turn on Lex and kind of save the day that would be dope she deserves She's she's been she's been through a lot. Yeah, she has. Like, remember that time when Lena like wiped her entire personality and replaced her with an AI? Right. <laughs> you know that killed that girl. I don't know why they playing. That I girl know. did. <laughs> Justice for Eve Dosimov. <laughs> All right. Anything else that we want to touch on before we jump into the feedback? No, I have the feedback ready if you're ready. Yeah. All right. Joseph, my Doctor Who buddy. Hey, baby. 
Lex is an evil piece of shit, absolutely evil. It was great to see Sharon Leal back, even for the briefest of moments. Melissa Benoist did a bang-up job directing this episode. Hopefully we can see more of her behind the camera soon. Poor, deluded Miss Tessmacher, falling for the devil incarnate. Lex helped her, but only to help himself. Lex is an evil piece of shit, absolutely evil. I know I said it before, but it was worth saying again. He really is an evil piece of shit, which makes me wonder if his jaunt to the Fortress of Solitude will be his downfall. Of course it would, but it wouldn't had Kara done the smart thing and turned that shit back on when she found out that Lex was the good guy in his universe. But hey, details, whatever. <laughs> Only time will tell. Great to have y'all back. Thank you. Hiroja, hey, baby. Hi, guys. Been a while. I am really liking how the season is wrapping up, even with the Rona making things shorter. I have to say that Lex is the most pettiest man in any world. This Tessa did not even wrong him, but he still had to take her out just to prove he could not be fooled again. FYI, it is Alex at Tessa, and you know Lex needs to be worrying about over killing Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, I if he means she means Tess, Miss Tess Mocker. I don't know. I thought maybe Lena and Kara could somehow make up, but I do not know anymore. Even if it comes out that Lex, once again, was manipulating everyone to his advantage, the damage is done. I honestly do not think there could be a way to save the relationship. So if McGann could come back just like that, why has she not done oh, so sorry. before? I was just the... Do you think there is a way to save the relationship or have Lena and Kara come to a point where they can never go back? No, I think there's a way they can go back. Okay. It won't be this season, but there's a way. Uh, so if McGinn can come back just like that, why has she not done before plot and budget? Anyways, another great episode. Cannot wait to hear the review. P.S. <laughs> Supernatural is Captain Sarah Lance's favorite show, making it part of the Arrowverse. <laughs> season 15 is long. Supernatural. <laughs> are you watching? Are you watching um, uh, I'm still Legends? On uh, what? Legends? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I've been in the middle of rewatching Nip Tuck for me and Allegra's reviews. So last episode week, two, la- guys, sorry. Last <laughs> week's episode of uh, <laughs> of Legends. Um, I can't remember why they had wherever they had to go. They got there and they realized that they were like in the same area that they filmed Supernatural. <laughs> And Sarah was like, oh, my God, you guys, like, what if we run into Sam and Dean? And she was, like, so excited. Like, she was fangirling out. It was so cute. That would have been a a nice little crossover. You know, Supernatural is known for doing goofy crossovers. I would have loved that. (laughs) So Amani says, is Lex the meanest? Is he the pettiest? Is he the baddest mofo low down around this town? (laughs) Hi, baby. But this was the perfect episode to come back from break, and they really set the table for everything. Once again, Mama knows best, and the fact that Lex can't stop messing with them fast tail alien girls is going to get him messed up. <laughs> I don't know who has worse communication issues, Karen, Lena, or Issa and Molly. <laughs> I'm so Molly. But just since we are, Kara is clearly Issa, and Lena is clearly Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Things were finally turning the corner, but Kara still don't know how to talk to people without deflecting. And now look at you. But shout out to my boom again. John was in there cheesing hard as hell. They got the little forehead rub. It was so cute. Yes. John needs a girl. Give John a love interest. Apparently she's it, but they won't let him be great. No, because she's so never around. That does not count. <laughs> 
<laughs> just watched this after the Clone Wars finale, so I'm all the way on tent. Man, that ending. God damn, Dave Filoni is the man. Anyway, hope y'all are holding up strong and appreciate hearing your dulcet tones as always. Oh, we have dulcet tones? No, not the way Thank I just you. cackled into the mic. <laughs> well, I know there's some people that on who listen to us that don't really like hearing my voice, so it was nice to hear my tones called dulcet. Who are these people? And they can stop listening. Rude. I went through some of the reviews and yeah, I was like, it's cool. You know, I'm not bothered. Everybody has their opinion and it's fine. I'm not for everybody, but for those that I'm for, thank you. <laughs> y- y'all can't see my face. Oh, also you can't see my super cute new blue light glasses because I'm working from home. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway, I'm making a face like F dumb people. <laughs> Did we get any, um, anything from Felix? I was trying to check my email. I didn't see anything in the email from okay. Felix. Felix, we miss you. Hope everything Hope is good okay. across the Hope pond. Okay there, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this episode. I feel bad because I'm sure whatever we get to end the season is not going to be what they wanted it to be. Um, but we shall see. I think it'll be interesting because again, I I love me a cliffhanger villain. I love a villain that comes back again. So I kind of feel like with where we are, there's only but so much wrapping up they can do, and we will get some cliffhangers for next season. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say it would it would be interesting if San Diego Comic Con was happening to ask <laughs> the showrunners about how the season will change. But yeah, that's not happening. And I'm still very upset about it. Um, how about you? What are you like? If next week is the last episode, what are you looking forward to? Care stupidity biting her in the ass. Because <laughs> it's gonna. You know what will be really interesting? If. Because everything is like up in the air or whatever, this might be the first season that the power of love does not save everyone. Oh, hey, I'm here for it. That would be really interesting. Because that is their raison d'etre over at Supergirl. The power of love. Kara gives a speech and everything changes. <laughs> so it'd be really interesting to have a season that doesn't end with that and then see where they have to pick it up next year. Um, anything else before we get out of here no I'm good all right uh thank you guys I'm sorry this was short but sweet but it was also kind of like an episode that was just hopping through one character um so there wasn't a lot of rehash it was a through line of a rehash of things we've already seen and that's not me complaining about the episode it's just explaining why this episode is so short also okay I what I will give your boy your boy William Quebec which I thought was cute. I, except I saw this thread on Twitter today that was talking about the things in movies that drive them, and shows that drive them nuts. And this is one of the things. Them skinny ass heifers ain't eating all that food. <laughs> I thought you were going to say about the amount. Like, it's nope. always weird to me, you know, like when you watch TV shows and they have breakfast laid out and it's two people and it's enough food for 15 and, and then yeah. they eat, like, two pieces of bacon and go to work. Yeah. 
That drives me crazy. <laughs> Some bullshit. Some bullshit. Boo. The only show that I liked it on was Heart of Dixie, and that was because they made it a joke. That they were like, how come he always has like a full buffet laid out every single morning? <laughs> and they like made fun of it. So I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm like, they be they be like pancakes, waffles, eggs, toast, bacon, cereal, muffins croissants and then somebody walks in and they're like oh this looks lovely i'm just gonna grab a a slice of bacon and run out the door if (laughs) i cook that much food and you don't sit your ass down and eat (laughs) we fight (laughs) also you're not watching the flash they had a really good joke because barry uh there's like a fake iris right now and barry knew it was a fake iris because she cooked pancakes and they were good (laughs) He was like, my Iris can't cook pancakes. It's not her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you have no excuse. I will watch The Clone Wars if you catch up on uh, The Flash. No, I'm good. But you still still watch Clone Wars because it's good. (sighs) Rude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you guys. We will be back here next week. Um, Maybe the final episode. Maybe we'll get another one. Who knows? Everything is crazy thanks to the Rona. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. 